Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Poinsett Bridge haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, and now we're going back to that. Uh, in each episode, we take a ghost story or a paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And we have a really good episode for you guys today. Um, we've done a lot of episodes in the last five years, I would five say. Five years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I just saw a total. It was like 151, but that's not all episodes and stuff. Well, so. there's bonus and uh, yeah. live things in there. but And trailers and, and trailers, stuff like that. Yeah, sure. But still, it's a lot of content. Yes. Uh, but this, Rebecca, is going to be our second episode about a bridge. Uh, in February of 2022, we did an episode on the Screaming Bridge of Arlington, Texas. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And in, and actually, I th- it's interesting that we both kind of like had that thought because as I was doing the research and looking at the evidence, it was a lot of, it's not the same like like paranormal things but the same kind of evidence Hmm. um just you know comments on posts and just just different things it reminded me very much of that episode and that research um and i just wanted to give a shout out if you haven't listened to our five-year anniversary bonus episode (laughs) uh resurrection revisited please do it's one of my favorite interviews we have ever done the spookiest thing yeah, so um, let's just get into it then. Let's just yeah, do the shout outs. Let's do it. All right, so uh, there's two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We always prefer those five-star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that we get. Um, the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. We have a few different tiers um, for you to choose from. We haven't updated it yet but we're doing ghostly live streams now yes where you can be a part of a ghostly episode yeah that goes out to patreon only people yeah absolutely so um you get some bonus episodes um or more episodes i guess they're a little different but they're a lot of fun um but these new ones now these live stream are going to be they're just they're really fun i like it a lot absolutely and you get our whole back catalog of uh, ghostly x episodes which is like 30 something episodes too so uh so okay so here are the people that join patreon in the month of october kevin ashley janice andrew tim and there is one review, my favorite spooky podcast, a five-star review by Ashley Apples 83. I just finished listening to all the episodes and I'm bummed that I have to wait for a new one now. Ghostly X, I'm coming for you. I really enjoy the format of this podcast where the history is discussed along with the ghost stories and the believer versus skeptic debate between the host is an interesting concept and always fun to listen to. Um, thank you for saying that. Yes, that thank really, you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, they've also had very interesting guests on the show and a good range of topics. I'm also appreciative that it's clean, so I can listen at work or when my kiddo is in earshot. I enjoy Pat's sense of humor. What? Uh, and Rebecca's creativity. What? Such a good pair with great chemistry. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Ashley Apples, 83. We Thank you, Ashley it. Apples. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, we do have listener mail. Uh, and we still need more, and we'll talk about how to how you can send that uh, coming up. But we need to finish Tim's story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So from way back, from way back, uh, you know, we just kind of got uh, we had some some kind of fun uh, episodes there at the end of October. So we we didn't get a chance to do listener mail, but we're gonna finish it up. So uh, to take us back, um, Tim and his <laughs> friend um, got their car stuck. Um, yes, they, they got that. lured out there by yes. some <laughs> locals and their car got stuck and then by, they w- by evil doers yes there you go by <laughs> by teenagers <laughs> <laughs> um and so they went to go get help at a house um and they basically were like no <laughs> and then when they left um these dogs started to follow them so we're gonna kind of start start with that i I might be rereading a little bit but i want to make sure sure i get it all um so lightning flashed in the distance and the night was quite late the small boston terrier gave us an unceremonious goodbye and headed back but the fluffy white mutt stuck around as we decided to just walk back to camp and get help from the ranger after seven years in scouting with a hiking trip each month we were no strangers to walking By now, the clouds had turned the night dark with hardly the moon in sight and winds picking up. As we came along the road, a large hedge loomed into view and I heard something out of sight on the other side. Tim heard it too. That sounds like a big guard dog. I agreed and the the question of it being on a chain didn't have any ready answer. This thing was coming fast and that hedge was seven feet tall, marking the edge of the property before the road. The barking began as soon as we came to the driveway cattle guard. I don't hear a chain, exclaimed Tim, and we got ready to run as what sounded like a beast began working through the leaves. That's when the white dog came from behind us at top speed and launched over the hedge. We didn't hear much more than a terrible dogfight as we made a run for one and a half miles to get away. The rain started to drip as we stopped to catch our breath. Tim, did you see anything? I checked. Just the ground under my feet, he said. The adrenaline was still pumping, so we broke out for another half mile to get our night to a close. When the energy ran out with our fright, the last bit we had to walk. Hoping that the dog was all right, we marveled at its decision to basically fight for us. The rain didn't come in force until we got back to the camp and had a good speech from the ranger and scoutmaster. Then the car was dragged out and we got sent to our tent. The morning fog rolled in as we took down the tents and as Tim and I loaded up, it was determined that we check in on that big white bear dog. I knocked on the girl's trailer and she answered the same as before. Did you get your car out of the river? She asked. Yeah, but your dogs followed us and I wanted to make sure they got back. All right. I answered my dogs. I just have one. She said a little confused. Oh, said Tim. Does your dad own another dog just then the boston appeared in the hall my dad hates dogs even grumpy old bear over there she pointed to the black and white terrier that's bear what about the other one the big one he must be that must be angel tim countered angel she inquired no dogs around here go by the name angel not wanting to look any more stupid than we needed to the visit had to end once we got in the car i started to question the whole night as i thought we remembered it then as we pulled out of the lot and looked and headed down the road, I swear in my rear view mirror, a giant white figure appeared out of the fog. 
Tim, look behind us. It's that dog. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, Yes. John said he saw the same dog from the night before on the ridge coming out of the fog. But as I looked through the rear window of that Toyota hatchback, there was nothing there. My friend has been dead for a few years, and I often think of the adventures we had. This was the story he liked to tell best. Hmm. Wow. I wonder if there's any like legends in that area of like a big white dog or other creature. A ghost dog. A ghost dog. Oh, okay. Very (laughs) creepy. Well, thank you so much for sending that in, Tim. We really appreciate it. And if you want to get a story read on Ghostly, uh, and we need more stories in order to continue doing this section, uh, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form right on ghostlypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, one of our favorite ways is to get ghost stories in the actual mail at P.O. Box number 264. That's in Geneva, Illinois, 60134. So I guess, you know, we don't need to do the polls for October. That's it's fine. Uh, we, no, 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 no. There are a ton of polls. Yeah, we don't People need to do them. There's too really many. There's to too vote. many polls. We can't do them all. Listen, who knows what's gonna happen? Oh. <laughs> we gotta do it. We gotta do it. They vo- they voted all month long. All right. So we gotta share these. So there's gonna be several. So we're just gonna run through these. Okay. All right. Okay. So for the McPike Mansion mm-hmm. in Alton, Illinois. So that was kind of back in sept- end of September, I that think. That was the last episode in September. <laughs> yeah. So yes was 58.8% oh. and no was 41.2. All right. I guess that's not too bad. I didn't lose by much. Um, <laughs> and the overall rating was 4.53. So it, it doesn't seem like it was that haunted. You uh, know. All right. I think, yeah. A little, little haunted, though. A little haunted. All yeah, right. yeah. All right, then we had the New Mexico Penitentiary. Okay. The yes was 37.5%. Ooh. Yeah, and no was 62.5. Wow, with an overall rating of 3.75. I actually won one of the one of the jail ones. Absolutely. I can't believe that. Yeah, and well, and to be honest, that one is seriously like one of the I thought that was like one of the most haunted ones. So I'm just really surprised. Wow. All right. Shrewsbury Prison. We have yes, 62.5% and no, 37.5%. Oh, wow. And there was a 5.75 overall rating. So, okay. So I'm one one and one so far for for the uh, jails, haunted jails. Yes. All right. Here we go. We got two more jails. Okay. Okay. Ohio State Reformatory was, yes, 57.1% and no, 42.9%. Wow. And the overall rating for that one is a six. Wow. So it's pretty high. That look, that's, I don't know. I mean, I maybe. That might be the highest of all the jails. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, now we've got one more. Okay. We have Crown Point Jail, which. Uh, listeners may remember that's the one where we had um, uh, we were on with Neil and Steve yes. talking about our li- the live investigation, and so this one was yes seventy five percent wow no twenty five percent and the overall rating oh sorry six point two five yeah that's <laughs> yeah. um that's the highest then but you know here's the interesting thing is that you know I. Don't think Rebecca would feel the same way that it's worth a six point two five. I don't know. 
Oh, I, I mean, I think I gave it a seven or Did something you? like okay. that on the show. I mean, I, I... But after thinking about things, have you changed at all? So here's the thing. I definitely think it's haunted. And I definitely think that some of the evidence they presented is very interesting mm-hmm. um, and definitely could be something. Um, I don't know th- that I believed in all of it. Maybe that's just for my own self-protection <laughs> because some of it was <laughs> things saying my name. Um, but I, you know, I actually, I do think some of it was um, like others talking, Yeah, you know? So um, I, I, I don't know that it was all, you know, uh, paranormal. Okay. So. All right. So did that lessen your seven? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe we take it to a six. Okay. I still think it's haunted though. So, you know, it was <laughs> it was one of the few places I've had something kind of paranormal happen to me. So mm. I have to okay. give it that. So th- thank you all for voting. Yeah, I want. I want to. I, yeah, I definitely want to thank everyone. Um, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of voting over a month. Yeah. But it was a lot of episodes too. Yeah. And uh, we didn't do votes for Anthony's um, interview because I don't want to do that for. Yeah, that's like kind of voting on a yeah. person. That's not. That's, that's not, not fair. That's not a good idea. Yeah. But but I oh, such good stories. So <laughs> I encourage you to listen if you haven't. Um, and then um, uh, keep voting. You know, so yeah. you can always uh, just go to ghostlypodcast.com slash polls. Yeah, and yeah, we will have the latest polls up. So yeah. Um, but we're going to take all those down now. So there's right. no more voting on those. Yes. It's been, they've been announced. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Once it's been announced, we can't have any more voting. Exactly. All right. So I do have a ghost story for us. All right. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. My friends and I decided to visit Poinsett Bridge yesterday. We've all grown up hearing the stories about it. People who died building it still haunt the place. Scary noises, ghostly figures, you name it. My friend John was skeptical of it all. Monique was completely convinced it was all true. And I was somewhere in the middle. Like, I want to believe, but I've never experienced anything. Monique insisted that we go during the daytime so it wouldn't be too scary. John thought that was a cop-out, so we settled on dusk. It would be daytime when we got there, but we'd stay until it got dark. It's a beautiful spot. The woods surrounding the bridge are amazing, and the bridge itself is a marvel. We spent the first hour just taking pictures and walking around. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. As it started to get dark, it started to feel different. Monique wanted to leave, but John and I thought that it was just our minds reacting to the stories in the dark. We continued to walk around, just listening. All of a sudden, I heard a conversation. Like, it was happening over the phone, but like I didn't have it to my ear, or it was in another room. I kept straining to hear what was being said, but I just couldn't make it out. I circled the area two times trying to find the source, but I couldn't. It just never got closer or further away. I asked John if he could hear it. I didn't want to freak Monica out. He stood there for a minute, listening. 
I could see his expression change from doubtful to confused, maybe even a little scared. But all he would say was that he couldn't really hear anything. And if he did, it was probably just the woods. I could tell he was lying. He heard it too. I decided we need to get Monique's take on this if we were going to get an answer. So I called her over. I heard her footsteps and felt her coming closer, but I was still listening and trying to find the source. So I didn't look at her right away. I just put out my hand to wave her closer and said, come here. I want to see if you hear this. No response, but I could feel her there. So I looked over and there was nothing. No one was there. I immediately felt a cold rush over me, filling me with ice and dread. I was rooted to the spot for a good 30 seconds. I couldn't hear anything but the rushing sound of my own blood pumping. Finally, I felt someone shaking me and I started to come back. Monique was screaming at me to wake up and she had me by the shoulders. I looked at her and I saw such fear in her eyes. John was right beside her and he also looked terrified. Without a word, we all ran to the car. No one wanted to stay another minute in this place. John's car sputtered when he tried to start it. For a minute, I worried that we were going to be cursed with the dead battery like the legends say. But then all of a sudden the engine roared to life and we got out of there so fast. I haven't talked to them yet to find out what they experienced, but I don't think any of us will be going back to that bridge anytime soon. Wow. So how much of this is based on actual fact? So like there's the things that they experienced are kind of pulled from experiences that I read that people had, but you know, I didn't read us like I made up this story. <gasps> you what? I know. Rebecca. I know. The one thing that I read that kind of inspired me to write this is um a woman um claimed to have that kind of or actually it was a couple different people claimed to have that cold mm. like feeling. Um that's not a typical legend though, like there, but but some of the other things is like hearing the conversation and um the car battery, that kind of stuff. Those are stories that people tell. Interesting. Well, um, the only way we could do this is to take a break and get into the history and then get into the debate. So let's do that. Let's do it. Rebecca, it's time for the pet facts. Pet facts. So slightly off the beaten path in the northern mountains of Greenville County, the Poinsett Bridge draws locals and tourists alike to its gorgeous scenery and fascinating history. Featuring a distinctive Gothic arch, the bridge is a popular subject in local photography and artwork. Uh, The bridge's history, spanning over two centuries, has become entwined with local folklore and legends. The design is so interesting to me. It is, yeah, definitely. Uh, The Poinsett Bridge is the oldest bridge in South Carolina. 
could could be one of the oldest bridges in the United States. Yeah, there's no way to like prove that, yeah. but I have read that that people yeah, think absolutely. it could be. Yeah. Uh, the bridge was completed in 1820 and is believed to be the work of the famous architect Robert Mills. Have you ever heard of Robert Mills? No. Okay, so he designed the Washington Monument and the US Treasury Building. Wow. And yeah. then this bridge. Well, Robert Mills was from South Carolina, and uh, he also designed a courthouse in Greenville, so possible, Uh, and it had those same gothic window, um, you know, that was, or the gothic window was reminiscent of the bridge's archway. Yeah. So it kind of looked like that. So that point at the top. Yep, absolutely. So, and there's a sketch of the bridge that was also attributed to Robert Mills. Uh, Mm. That in the archway is what makes people think that he designed the bridge. We're not sure. Mm, That's one of those things people don't really take credit for bridges that that much sure. in those days. It just doesn't look like the bridges that we have in the U.S. No, it doesn't. It definitely does not. Yeah, and you know it doesn't serve its purpose right now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting fact about the bridge is that the name Poinsett Bridge was from the then president of the state's board of public works congressman and a first u.s ambassador to mexico joel poinsett Uh, now if that name still seems familiar and you didn't know of joel joel also brought um, brought the poinsettias from mexico to the u.s the poinsettias is actually named after joel so we're talking about the the plant christmas the christmas plant plant. that's so cool like Mm -hmm. because i when i saw the name of the bridge my my mind did immediately go to the plant but i was like i mean that doesn't make sense (laughs) so that's really cool yeah um today the bridge is owned by south carolina department of natural resources and maintained by the greenville county uh in spring of of 2021 the south carolina department of natural resources announced that the bridge would be undergoing an engineering assessment to determine the best ways of preserving it. Uh, Over the years, the bridge has been subjected to natural deterioration from the weather and occasional vandalism and graffiti. The study will help to ensure that the bridge and all of its stories will be around for many years to come. I will um, also say that this bridge is in like a forest. Yes. And uh, so it's, the reason why I said it's not in, used as its uh, proper mm-hmm. thing is cars don't drive out of it or oh, over okay. it. A horse buggy doesn't yeah, go yeah, over yeah. it. Because what it used to do is it used to connect South Carolina to like Tennessee through the mountains and uh, stuff. And it's over like a creek. It is over a creek, yes. Okay. So it's not like a big body of water, but No, it's a small, small yeah. body of water. But like, it's just interesting because like if it, it, you know, again, it is a creek. Like why not just build like... A wooden bridge like why you know it's like they did this whole thing with these stones and i read that it doesn't it's um it it didn't have um oh i forget what it is but it's just the stones it doesn't have like um material mortar, mortar like yeah. holding it together or something like that hmm. um i don't know if that's true i just i but it I looked like that. it did but you know it might not have had the same amount that mm-hmm. another one had yeah. you know uh, and it's just to be so ornamental yeah, but I mean, that's how it was back then. It was, mm-hmm. you know, like the Victorian days and mm, stuff like that. That's true. But and, like in the South, we just don't think of that. Yeah, but they were still, they were actually very much like that. Mm, interesting. If you think about like um, old plantation houses and stuff like that, how they're designed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Gothic is unusual. And I Gothic guess. Gothic is, yeah. yeah but I, 
I did see that there were two other bridges that were kind of built at the same. Yeah, they built three bridges at around the same time. Yeah, but this is the only one left. This is the only one left. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just a bridge. It's in the woods. It's kind of weird, but it's really pretty. Yeah, but is it a bridge over troubled water? Well, we'll have to find out. (laughs) So we're going to take another break, and then when we return, we're going to get to the debate. Rebecca, are you ready for a debate? I am. I am too. Let's do it. We haven't done this in a little bit. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> yes, right? We did so many for so long. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's a lot of evidence, of course, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get it all in here. Um, so the first one I wanted to mention is that the Charlotte Paranormal Society did an investigation of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wrote up a whole report on it that I will certainly link to in the show notes. Sure. Um, but... One of the one of the things that caught my attention is that they had very strong EMF readings during their investigation, and they seem to move around. Like they their interpretation of this is that like the spirits kept moving, so like they would get really strong readings in a place, and then they would go somewhere else, and then they would come back to like test it because you know if if every time if every time you're standing in a place you get really good EMF readings there's a chance there's a source, you know, like there's some electrical thing, but that, that isn't what would happen that they were random. Um, and that they had no, they claim there's no conventional explanation that there's no like power lines or any source Mm -hmm. of electricity. Um, and that the EMF levels and spikes were confirmed by four separate meters. So it wasn't just one meter going off. Um, and that the high EMF activity continued into the night. Yeah, but EMF readings only really work in the Ghostbusters. You know, that's <laughs> the only time it really works. Um, because, you know, they, it, it could be a lot of different things. Even though there's not electrical lines, it could be, um, you know, devices that they have with them. And yeah, you would think that they know how to use it, but I don't know that for sure. So EMF without anything else to go with means really nothing to me as far as that goes. Because e- EMFs can go off all the time. Well, they can, but in this case, this is like a, you know, these are, these are professional paranormal investigators. So like, I don't think that they would like have the accidentally have their cell phone on or something, especially not for four different ones by different people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying that it's possible that there is some, maybe they brought like cameras with them and stuff like that. And they're picking up stuff from that. So I don't know. We really can't say with just this, um, just EMF. You don't feel it's definitive. No, okay. it's like orbs, you know, they're, I, I don't <laughs> think know, they have anything to do with it. What's funny is they, they actually have a thing on there where at the end where they're like, we did capture, because um, <laughs> orbs is a thing there. Yeah. 
Um, and they said we did capture orbs, but but they, as a paranormal society, mm. do not believe that, just like you always say, that orbs are necessarily proof of paranormal. Yeah, yeah, and EMFs so, aren't either. Oh. <laughs> the only reason why we got that is because of Ghostbusters. That's the only reason why I could think of. I, I, I have no idea why we associate that with ghosts. So. It's energy. That's what we think. But you think the energy is going to set off an EMF? I guess. Type, well, they, I don't know. <laughs> All yeah. right, so what's your rating? A zero on this one, okay. Rebecca. So for me, I will say a six. Okay. Okay. All right. So one of the most famous claims about why this area is haunted is they claim that a workman died while working on the bridge and they wanted to hide that fact. Hmm. And so he was encased in the structure. Oh, encased in it. Oh, wow. Can you see his face in the stones? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. People say they, they hear him in there. So. Well, Rebecca, on the Traveler's Rest uh, Here website, uh, they write about this claim. Okay. So they say many of the men that came from uh, having worked on the canals down on the coast had malaria and they brought it with them and other people got it from them. Um, that says local local historian Dean Campbell. But even those untouched by malaria caught flus and colds and other uh, less severe sicknesses because they were out in the elements, you know. Um, during the first uh, three to four weeks of work on the Celadu Mountain Road, uh, 40 to 50 laborers, mostly mechanics, were in the hospital, according to the bridge, and they actually built a hospital uh, over there because oh, wow. of this, just to help these people. Okay. Um, so rises in the river and unexpected flooding contributed to ov- overall delays in the bridge complete uh, completion. And other locals maintained that a number of men were killed by these high waters. So from what I and un- from this is um, from uh, local Marian. historian Marion Cooper Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, there is a great flash flood during the building of the bridge, and some men were killed by the suddenness of the wall of water. Um, others may have died from accidents as the construction went on. It is perhaps plausible that at least some of the work crew died from sickness of natural or of, of natural disasters during the course of the nearly four-month-long project. And actually, it surprises me they got it done in four, yeah, four months. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Project of building Pointset Bridge, but there's no proof that there was actually somebody buried in the structure. And you even said that they didn't use, like, the mortar. Mm-hmm. So if it was just stones put on top of something, how would that have happened? Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem... I don't know. Like I have a hard I have a hard time with this because it's like there's a lot there is a lot of death associated with it and like I don't know it doesn't seem surprising to me if they wanted to if like some there was some particularly bad accident or whatever. I mean it's like the mob. You know, they'll like hide the body in the structure. Like I I don't hey listen, there's been some horrific things that have happened in this world, especially in the old time United States and they've been yeah, but if someone stuff. if someone died while making the bridge, I mean I don't think that people would be like, Well, we can't have a bridge anymore <laughs> because this person died there. So Well they didn't want to get caught, you know. Maybe somebody I don't know, some nefarious thing happened oh, for this one. I, Okay. Some reason there's a story. That's all I'm uh, saying. Rebecca, I'm going with a zero on this one. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going with a five because I don't know. 
I have mm-hmm. a lot of people okay. talking about it. All right. <laughs> How many people are a lot of people? I mean, you know. Like one? <laughs> no, there's a lot of stories over the years. There and there's there's been stories that it could be somebody else too, sure. but but that's the most common one. Okay. All right. Another common You, you oh. know what they could do is they could actually take dogs there and they could smell out if there's remains. I think they should. Yeah, well, I think they all right, call someone then. <laughs> Maybe when they Rebecca do the from assessment. Ghostly said that you should. <laughs> all right. Another common claim is that people hear moaning when they visit the bridge. Mm. Now, I couldn't find a specific story of someone saying they heard moaning, but I did find a few that talked about scre- more of like a screaming sound. Okay. So one is from the website Haunted Places. Uh, someone named Don left a comment on... December 25th, 2021. He went there on Christmas. Well, or he left the comment on Christmas Day. He was like, I got to put this out here. Uh, Saying that when he and his friends went to the bridge, they heard the screaming of the stonemason trapped inside the bridge. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, okay. So I'm trying to picture this place. It's It's in a forest. Yes. Now, when we went to Batcher's Grove... We we walked in the forest there mm-hmm. and remembered the trees were creaking and it sounded like something supernatural. It sounded like groaning or something like that. That is true. It was yeah. really creepy. I'm just thinking there. that the howling could be because of the the placement of the bridge inside this forest and the wind going through the trees. Uh, also, you know, I would say that... Um, we're used to going into like a forest at, at in, during the day, and we're used to those sounds. Mm-hmm. But at night, there's different sounds that happen. You know, there is different animals that are awake at that mm. particular time. Uh, coyotes, raccoons, all of them have these loud screams. Actually, yeah, we've had. We I think we talked about that with that screaming bridge. Yeah, absolutely, actually. with screaming bridge. Yeah. That I believe that the screaming is caused by some animal, or you know, the howls are caused because of um or the moaning i mm-hmm. want to say our howls of the wind mm. well and i will say as someone um i listened to or watched whatever some video of the it was the um south carolina uh public radio i think mm-hmm. it was went there and they one of the things that they said was basically that um it was really dark yeah like because you're in the woods you don't mm-hmm. see the moon. Yeah. You know, you don't see, there's no light and that source adds to the creepiness anywhere. Too. Yeah. And so maybe if there was an animal yeah. or something happening or trees moving, like you wouldn't see it at yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I, yeah, you give this one a zero. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give it as far as being paranormal a zero, but mm. as far as creepiness, it's a nine. Uh, got, you know, yeah, it's right. like, yeah, that's it's a creepy true. area yeah. and it's creepy to hear those trees. Mm-hmm. Like, at Batcher's Grove, that was so creepy. Yeah. Um, and I, I can understand why people would think that that's paranormal. But mm-hmm. if you actually look into it, there's scientific reasons for it. So it's, it is it is normal. Yeah. So not, not paranormal. I'll give it a two. I'm actually yeah. going to go pretty low. Because, okay, wow, two. Yeah, because I think you're right. Like, again, creepiness factor, I'd say it's 10. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that I read enough evidence of sure. people that, that made it overcome those very practical reasons absolutely okay all right right. okay here we go evidence number four this reminds me of other things that we've read in other places which is Mm -hmm. about like the electronics right yeah so another popular claim is that people's car batteries fail when they try to leave 
the same commenter from our last post, our last evidence, um, who was that Don, um, claimed that his car battery died. And I did read a few others as well say that. So when you go out there, um, I am assuming that you're probably going to want to go out during the day. So you have to drive up and you have to walk up. You have to walk a considerable distance because mm. it's in the forest. It's mm-hmm. not just right out in the open. Uh, I am imagining that people leave their lights on and they can't tell because it's during the day. Mm. And it happens all the time, even in the city. People leave their lights on and then the car battery dies or somebody leaves something on that that causes this to happen. And by the time you get back, it would be, you know, nighttime. So um, it would be, yeah, I would say that it's probably because someone just left their lights on. So kind of like a high percentage of people just doing that. I mean. I mean, more than like other places. They're, well, I, I would say I would say it is probably similar to other places, but because of how long it would take you to get to the bridge, mm. you know, to take that walk in, into the forest to get to the bridge, and then you want to check it out. You want to be there for a while, and you want to stay till it's dark. Mm-hmm. So I believe that the length of time, too, in that would would mean that your car battery could be dead. Whereas other times you could leave your lights on, and I've done it mm-hmm. accidentally. And then you get back in the car and you're like, oh, my God, well, good thing it started. Well, if I was, you know, gone for hours, Hmm. then it wouldn't start. I don't know. I have, I don't know. Like, to me, that seems like a lot, you know, to have that happen so often. But I, you know, I mean. But also, there are are areas that have energy that have been known to kill, kill batteries that are not ghost related at all. Hmm. So, I mean, again, there's no power lines around there or other things. I mean, I there's there's a couple different car stories that I read. I mean, this is just the most popular yeah. one. Sure. Um, but I do think we have the idea of paranormal causing havoc, wreaking havoc um, with electronics um, is a thing. And uh, yeah. in this case, it seems to happen with the car battery. So, I don't know. So, for me, I would give this like a six. Rebecca, I'm going to give it a zero. Okay. <laughs> can you can you note that down? Somewhere? Yeah, I will note that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we have one more right. uh, piece of evidence today. So one more popular claim that I'll mention, and you know, there's a lot more, but these these are the most popular ones that we're we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, is that people claim to see ghostly figures ding, ding, mm. ding, 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 uh, around the bridge? Um, and uh, there's a again few different stories that I read, but I thought I would share one more story from the Charlotte Paranormal teams report okay okay so this is from member sandy mm-hmm. well so this is in sandy's voice uh well most of the investigation team was standing in a circle on the far right side of poinsett bridge watching the em de- emf detectors light up i decided to take a picture thinking frank was standing to my right i stretched out my arm motioning for him to move out of camera range instantaneously i turned my head to look in that direction Much to my surprise, I discovered it wasn't Frank standing beside me. It was actually a white, ghostly figure several inches taller than Frank. I tried to focus on this unknown entity, but it dematerialized before my eyes. It was at this point I realized a ghost had been standing between Frank and me. All right. So this I'm going to attribute to an overactive imagination. Um, I'm sorry, Sandy. Um, 
I, you know, appreciate what you do and everything. And I love the ghost stories. Keep them coming. But <laughs> I think this is a, a overactive imagination. Okay. All right. I, I believe her. Um, you know, again, it, it lines up with some other, you know, stories. And you can tell maybe some, I definitely had some inspiration from this for my ghost story mm-hmm. that I did, though I didn't put the figure in there. But, um, you know the white white lady. I'm sure, it's a lady in white. Is what it sounds like, <laughs> no, it's some sort of entity. Um, there's again, this is where it goes back to. There's a lot of different um, uh, ideas of who the figures are, the ghosts are. You know, whether yeah. it's this mason that died, or you know, some say that again, the people that worked on it. Well, if there's a mason in there, I think we need to free him. I mean, because we need to free the masons. <laughs> <laughs> the Freemasons, <laughs> which we about. did an episode on in Ghostly Acts. Go check we, it out. Yes, definitely go check it out. We did a whole series on, um, like kind of those uh, secret, secret societies. societies. Yeah. yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. All right. So what? So what? What do you say for this one? Then? Zero. Zero. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, I'm going to give this one a zero. Okay. <laughs> uh so i am gonna give it a seven seven so what would be your overall rating then so my overall rating for this place is going to be a six a six okay my overall rating i'm an average out mm-hmm. so zero <laughs> i'm gonna give it a zero rebecca okay. I- i'm sorry i just don't i just don't see it i think that there's a lot of plausible reasons why people can you know, have this ghostly experience there and not have it be ghost. (laughs) So that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our phones to keep each other Mm -hmm. honest. Uh, Rebecca, are you ready? I am. All right. And go. All right. So I... I think this place is haunted. You know, the the Charlotte paranormal team, they kind of came to the same conclusion. And and I agree. There's just a lot of stories. You know, there's a lot of comments out there of people telling these stories. And, um, you know, just there seems to be a weird energy there. You know, there were a lot of people that died making the bridge. And I don't know if one is buried inside. I think it's possible. Um, but even if not, a lot of death happened making this bridge. A lot of energy went into it. And it's it, people have been reporting paranormal events there for the last 100 years. It's 200 years old. And for at least the last 100 years, people have been saying they see these things there. So, yeah, I think it's haunted. Okay. Wow. You had a lot of time left. Yeah. I, you know, I decided to keep it simple today. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. And here we go. I think that it's location and the time of uh, night when these things would happen would uh, be the cause uh, of all of this ghostly kind of feeling there. Uh, Except for Sandy's um, um, seeing a ghost. But, you know, I don't know all this. I don't know all the details around that situation. Like, um, was there a light source around there? Could that have caused that? There's a lot of different things. But uh, I would say, unless you're a Ghostbuster, this is not haunted. Ooh, all right, Ghostbusters. Because they have the EMF. (laughs) 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 All right, so um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. And I'd like to give a shout out to all of our VIP patrons, 
we really appreciate all of them. And this is, um, they are like our producers. They, mm-hmm. they, they help us come up with concepts and they help us uh, decide, you know, small details about what we want to do with episodes. So Andrew. Alicia. Becky. Kim. Ta. Ernie. Cindy. Kevin. Nicole. Jessica. Alice. Aaron. Hope. And Candy. And on the next episode of Ghostly, we'll be talking about the Moon River Brewery uh, that's in Georgia, and it comes out on November 29th. And uh, the first one in December, we're actually going to be doing another kind of brewery kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. We are. So we're doing back-to-back like taverns. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about both of them. Yeah, yeah, I am really excited. I know about one. I don't know about the other, so I'm excited to do the research. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's got to be haunted, right? Well, the one is a place that I frequented a lot in college. Oh, did you ever have an experience there? You know, I didn't directly, but I definitely people that I know did, and oh. I heard many stories. So I'm, Many stories, mm-hmm. wow. All right, well, we will find out. It, it's also in an area where um, there... There's been other ghost stories told. Oh, many. Yeah, yes, some yes. good ones. Yes. Yeah. So um, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.